Hello and welcome to episode 1 of Tales from the TARDIS podcast. Today I'm going to be talking my way to series 10 opener, The Pilot, giving my thoughts and comments as I go through the episode. So these episodes are not planned out, I just sit in front of my laptop, ready to record, get the episode up on BBC iPlayer. I have previously seen it, so this is not my initial thoughts This is my thoughts on my second viewing. So let's get ready, queued up on the iPlayer, and go. I just, in the the weeks and then days leading up to this episode, I I was just ready for it by the time it got here. If we get our first look at Bill... Uh, I do, I lo- I'm, I'm really looking forward to Matt Lucas as Nardo. I, I think he's going to be a really interesting character and Bill obviously the second time we're watching the episode so I, I thought she was amazing Paul Mackey did a brilliant job I can't wait to see how she carries on get these little glimpses from her early on and she notices the TARDIS desk I love the pot of sonic screwdrivers on the desk are just perfect and you see the photos of River and Susan you know River calling back to that was a lovely Christmas episode Husbands of Rison and Susan those callbacks all the way <laughs> to the first doctor and just as you get ready to relax that electric guitar comes in you see the twelfth dot of peak around the corner, <laughs> uh, and that's when you just—I just knew then, knew it was back. <laughs> just this opening dialogue between the two of them—you can sense there's always, as as the doctor has said before. He, he never knows how, he just knows who. And then this opening, op- the opening from Bill here, where they, there was a lot of talk and hype talk, talked about when her sexuality was revealed. But it's, it's almost glossed over, and I, I think it's good. They, it's talked about... As if it's anything, they don't like put a lot of significance on it, and I think that's absolutely perfect. (laughs) You can just see Capaldi, it's it's just going to be, I can't believe he's leaving already it feels feel, it just feels like yesterday was cast and you can tell that she's clever uh, she's thought she could see the TARDIS she notices it and Capaldi very quick to take her attention away from it why her you know I just love it just there's the picture of Susan on the desk just highlighting that again Is does he see something similar in Bill and now we get one of these themes emerging that I feel could be there throughout the series of why is the Doctor lecturing at this university how long has he actually been here some people say 50 some people say 70 years who knows quite how long he's been here. Just that little bit of tension between the two of them. But then you see that every time she, she seems to go away, he, he there's something in him he wants her to 
stick around offering to be her tutor later on when he comes back for her at the end <laughs> just love seeing them on the screen together Just my my commentary style on episodes. I I don't like too much. Uh, oh, I just have to. This this is my <laughs> point. Stephen Moffat has has done a similar thing before when Clara goes. It, it's small on the outside, and and we go, Doctor, what? Moffat likes doing these little twists on these old things and the or the theme and just seeing the credits roll it just love that opening to the show what I was saying before I don't like it when the, I listen to these commentaries from people and you forget that you're even sort of watching the show and it takes your attention away so I'm trying to do a almost minimalist commentary to these episodes so you can still admire the episode and then I will just offer my own little insights when I find it necessary and just get this little montage bill serving chips <laughs> just, I, it's harkening back to Rose and just this sort of normal girl nothing special but there is. That's that's what Doctor Who loves to do. And all the writers, they, they take someone who from the outside seems ordinary. But you dip below the surface and you put them in these situations. And then all of a sudden, they just thrive. Time, just, they're just playing it out as such a big theme so far. And then and now we find out a bit more around her. In the f as a foster mother. And just another little nod there to her sexuality. Tiny gloss over it, which is just the way it should be. You don't need to make a big deal about things like this. Just as, as a current university student I'd have to say I would love to be lectured by the doctor or by Peter Capaldi literally about anything it would be absolutely amazing no wonder so many people uh, want to go to his lectures <laughs> and now we, we start to get our first few glimpses of Heather the girl with the star in her eye of course, Star in Her Eye was originally going to be the episode title before they changed it to the pilot. And you start to see... <laughs> and time and relative dimension in space. It means life, as the Doctor puts it, and quite well he does so given how much importance we've seen in the TARDIS, especially in recent years. And now we just start, we're starting to see glimpses of the Doctor's true purpose here. <laughs> and glimpses of quite the role Matt Lucas is going to play. Just the comic relief, but also at times he's going to provide that knowledge and that calmness the same way he did in Return of Doctor Mysterio, the last Christmas episode, where he just, at the end, very calmly explains about River. We get to see all of our companions, they've got to have this sense of adventure, this curiosity, and we see this in Bill here.
and you just start to wonder, I've got no idea at this stage why the Doctor is here. But I feel this. Is, I think this is going to keep coming back of what are the Doctor and Nardole doing down here? What is in this vault? Are they guarding it? And what are they guarding? I wonder here. I feel like the Doctor knows that she's there but is choosing in this occasion to let her escape. And now, once again, we get more of an introduction to Heather. The girl with the star in her eye. And you're just starting to see again. There's that bit in Bill that if I think is going to make her a great companion. There's something she hasn't. She wants to see this curiosity. And you know, if you watch the episode, how important <laughs> these lines are. Now, we really start to get into the meat of the episode, as it were. <laughs> Another thing Stephen Moffat seems to do so well when he writes Doctor Who, takes something mundane and ordinary and taps into the fear, managed to get fear in in stone statues in in terms of all of new Doctor Who we've somehow been afraid of shadows and the eyes so many different ordinary things shop window dummies and the puzzle And she can't quite tell. But you see the puddles. The mind starts to wander. And when I heard this voice, I was trying to work out if I recognised it. I was thinking Ice Warriors and Daleks, because I knew that they were all going to be in the series at some point. And this, obviously, as we now get Christmas time, and there were apparently rumours that that shot had been from the Christmas episode, but obviously we find out now that it's not. They haven't even filmed it yet. I don't even know if it's been finished. It's finished and written at this point. <laughs> I do just love the domestic aspects of this. You've got the Doctor sitting across from the girl who will be his companion, both wearing Christmas paper hats. <laughs> and a little deeper, we find a bit more out about Bill. Obviously, not with her mother. We find out she died when she was a baby. Just the emotion increases. And this line... And the doctor knows as he looks at pictures of two people that he's lost. And we just get a little glimpse into Bill's relationship with her foster mother there. And then the box of photos. 
and just without knowing the doctor has has helped Bill with her thoughts on her mother and we get the ugly crying seemingly famous in Doctor Who as in many TV shows ugly crying starting from Bill and then as we get on to the next photo just see a little glimpse I I, I may even notice it before Bill does when I watch this but you see it and then the camera just pans up and in the mirror is it the Doctor? yes of course it's the Doctor (laughs) and if Bill was wondering beforehand when she sees the rug now under the TARDIS she knows that something's not quite right about this professor We get a real sense of her fashion in this episode with so many changes of clothes. But we also see that her emotions slightly cloud her better judgment when it comes to Heather and the puddle. Again, we get another line which is going to be crucial later on with that promise you can really see as we find out later those scorch marks At this point, I I really thought those voices were ice warriors, obviously. We find out later in the episode that uh, they're not. (laughs) And you just sense a tone shift with both of the outfits. Outfit. (laughs) Obviously, these are outfits we've seen before. Bill seemingly looks ready to travel in the jacket and the t-shirt and then all of a sudden the doctor leaps into action before she's looked up he's gone (laughs) and he's gone and he's in a more doctory outfit with his Awkward, awkward running. David Tennant seemed to perfect the sort of running style, but it's normally been quite difficult to portray running well. Which is funny given how much running down corridors doctors and companions have done over the history of this show. At this point, I start to think is the is that lamp post that was there suddenly significant, and my mind starts to whirl with all these theories. <laughs> oh, they do like to make these little jokes here, lizards in brains. Little product placement there from Netflix, little things that seem to date shows. I wonder if that will date this when we watch this episode. Maybe, hopefully, in another 50 years, will Netflix date it? The doctor has worked out. Knows there's something wrong. It's the symmetry.
it's mirroring. You can just see the doctor's mind start to whirl as he starts to think what could it possibly be. It isn't water though, is it, Doctor? Those scorch marks. What could they have been? And he makes the decision at this point. He doesn't want to get Bill involved. Obviously he changed his mind later on, but quite understandably, with someone he'd only just met, although he does normally ask them almost straight away to jump in the TARDIS. Oh, and then, just when you think it's okay, water is the next thing Stephen Moffat has chosen <laughs> for you to all be scared of, of a puddle. It's nice when you just see a bit of, again, the, the, sort of the domestic of home. And then it changes. As we just realise Bill is not alone at home. As we just get that sense of ear and mystery. And running water has become our new enemy. And this is just where I think it was necessary that Bill confronts. At this point I can't help feeling some people would run or call someone else first. Although at least she grabbed an umbrella, it's one of the better uh, things around her that she could use to defend herself. And then the mystery deepens when she does finally breach and enter. There's this opening story to a season which started to kick off slowly because of course with a new a new companion it, it would need to as an introductory story to her but this just starts to kick off the point where it really begins to pick up steam just as she then bends down looks I was waiting for the water to almost jump up at her at that point but not yet and the star so we see the star which will help recognise Heather more and more and then she just runs and runs and runs And now once again we see a small part where her emotions seem to take over her better judgement. And this is quite understandable given the feelings we get that Bill feels towards Heather. Even though she may be able to see at this point Seems obvious there's something's not, something's not right. And that was at this point I really was starting to fear for Bill. I know she's going to be our new companion, yet yeah. I thought she was going to end up 
needing to be saved within the first episode. And just there, that mimicking again. You don't tell with the hello, you don't tell until the second line that the mimicking is there and the water dripping from her. I was getting callbacks to gangers from series six, I believe, and the water on waters of Mars with David Tennant. All of these throwbacks. I don't know how many were intentional. I think I just take too many references in that line. And she runs again into the doctor. And now it's time for the doctor to really be the doctor. As that water comes gushing in. Just the technology and the effects to produce this are quite brilliant as they always are in the show. And Bill doesn't worry too much about kissing <laughs> in the box. And I was waiting for another reference there about nothing getting through those doors, even if they are made of wood. And we just pan out. I see the TARD lit up again in all its glory and magnitude just waiting for Bill to turn around and then you just before that you just see the doctor put on his velvet coat and the wide eyes of Bill as she sees it all time and relative dimension in space the TARDIS once again in its glory with its round doors <laughs> and its Gallifreyan writing on the wall that sense of amazement and they always they do always question the TARDIS in different ways a kitchen And just as the Doctor ramps it all up again, Bill brings it down. And I feel like... <laughs> we don't see a lot of many of the other rooms, obviously. Just something simple, like a toilet. Obviously, we wouldn't want to see that in the show, but just the acknowledgement that one exists in there. And then we're straight back in. We've left the domestics. We're straight back into this. The Doctor and his companions versus the aliens. And Bill still doesn't quite understand. Quite understandable, really. But <laughs> And again, we get the vault. It obviously, it wasn't after the vault in this occasion, but someone soon is going to be after that vault. Who it will be remains a mystery. What is in there? What they're hi are they hiding? Are they protecting? Are they keeping something locked in it for their protection, for its And we get the line and the little handshake between the Doctor and Nardo. It was 
was waiting with her. And that very quick description from Nardole, calling back to the fourth doctor, trying to explain the TARDIS to Leela. It's, it's it's a it's a famous clip. I think BBC itself put that clip on YouTube. You can go and find that after this episode. I might try and put a link in it when I post the video. Nardo providing his comic relief there quite perfectly. And here it goes again. It seems to be it's slow at first to catch up but then almost like a bloodhound once it gets their scent it follows them it will follow Bill wherever they go hint of humour from the Doctor there but there must be something very important to him inside that vault it will be very interesting as we carry on through the series to see quite what that is and now the chase begins as the Doctor in the TARDIS runs and Bill starts to realise quite what this box can do. As we just begin to wonder quite where they are. Just as you think you're safe, the doctor walks in. <laughs> and just as you think you're safe, then light humour there in admitting to Bill that he's from a different planet very interesting point Bill brings up <laughs> as to why it's named the TARDIS obviously TARDIS, Time and Relative Dimension in Space, that nickname given by the Doctor's granddaughter Susan back <laughs> in the era of William Hartnell, the first Doctor, all the way back in 1963 when, this, when it premiered with An Unearthly Child. And let me just get a little bit more horror. There. We really start to see quite how quickly Heather can move to find them. Little psychic paper. Yeah. This series seems to be so full of everything. So many references and in-jokes and callbacks. I just love them all. <laughs> it is a time machine. Well, it's time and relative dimension in space. Of course it can also travel through time. 
landscape of I don't know where they filmed this this might be where they didn't film in a quarry in Wales but <laughs> again the special effects surrounding it just make it look so perfect I have to say I th I think it was the right decision to go back to this classic 12th Doctor look just with the velvet coats when he was with Clara the hoodie made more sense with their relationship with each other but now as you know a professor starting to get almost a 7th Doctor and Ace relationship I'm not quite sure what that makes Nardol but <laughs> we've very much got the professor and his students and the professor's assistant I suppose is there Nardol and we just start to see what the uh, puddle was asking the right questions what did she want what did she need we'll call back to the line and Bill of course walks to the only puddle of water in this place found in the pilot and so giving the episode its name the pilot rather than more than people thinking it was the pilot akin to almost a, a new rebooted show I know I keep bringing it up but the effects of this show just Amazing. I mean, even down to the star in her eye. And the effects of the water here just look so brilliant. And now. <laughs> and it does. Everything the doctor says just makes sense. <laughs> uh, Nardo definitely providing the comedy at the moment. And a nice classic screwdriver. This that was a scene from the trailer I remember seeing as the doctor throws a screwdriver to Nardo. The doctor <laughs> can have his new flashy blue screwdriver to himself he has all the old ones in the TARDIS which is lovely oh, and the old friends the biggest war in the universe I was waiting for the time you knew it was the time war and the Daleks we knew the Daleks from this first episode we see the Doctor and Bill the outfits from that little short clip where it introduced her running through the Dalek corridors just lovely Nardole he's, I feel like he's going to be he was almost he was originally said as a recurring character and then added as a as a companion I think he's going to play these bit part parts in some stories Oh, and then we get the Mavellans. <laughs> and I just love the fact that we get the Mavellans. And then they're just they're just glossed over. It's just... It's, it's lovely that that was all they were used for. You know, I would, of course, have loved them to have been 
used more of that. Obviously, if you uh, if you want to know more about the Mavellans, then you should uh, go back and watch Destiny of the Dark Mix, a classic story with the Fourth Doctor and Romana Two K Nine. It's a great story, I have to say, from uh, season seventeen. But they're just small part and. <laughs> It's a Dalek. No, no more instruction needed. A Dalek's a Dalek. It will say exterminate and... And you would expect the Doctor to know the Daleks after fighting against them for over 50 years. And I have to say the current design they're going f they go for with the Daleks, which was the one they were used when Russell T. Davis brought the show back in 2005. Oh, the eye. I love how they do the eye and the water droplets around it. But yeah, I have to say, this is one of my favourite Dalek designs, especially better than the new Paradigm Daleks from Victory of the Daleks. Those big, multi-coloured lumps. Now we really get into the confrontation. And the reasons why she's standing there, why they were chasing Bill, and you realize last thoughts of Heather were to stay to go with Bill that's why they chased them across the galaxy to the one of the biggest fights in the universe seeing the Mavellans fight against the Daleks followed them all the way to the end of the universe that is what is keeping Heather there and this alien entity in the form of her and the emotion as Bill tries to release her And then we just get a little glimpse of what we have seen before of the emotions just slightly clouding the better judgment as Bill interlocks fingers with Heather. And again, I start to wonder is she end up going to be taken away? enough of her to step away break away and save herself she collapses into the puddle another little glimpse at what the doctor doesn't notice but what Nardo does I'm getting the feeling he's not just the comic relief he's going to be there to provide some deep insights as well 
be refreshing and what we needed to break up so that he's not just the comic relief. Does he have to keep her? And Bill fights her corner to try and keep her memories. And then she says the line New companion saying a line. Victorian Clara saying the word pond and the one word test. Like Bill saying what would happen if someone did it to you. And you just get the sense in the back of his mind, although he doesn't remember Clara, he knows that there's something he's forgotten. Obviously he knows he has stories, he has songs, as we saw in Hellbent at the end there. <laughs> and every, everything around him trying to communicate. But then he changes his mind. Doctor reason we all watch this show for the doctor and he changes his mind and he goes back for his companion like the ninth doctor going back and getting Rose and then he's there the doctor and the TARDIS traveling through time and space And you just wonder at this point, how much time did the Doctor take before he went downstairs to get her? And as the Doctor says, time and relative dimension in space. It means what the hell? And this next time the trailer. It's gonna be Bill's first proper adventure. Emoji and then we get this really sense of this horror and now they're coming soon, which I really wish that they've left off. We see Cybermen Regeneration Missy. Ice Warriors, Bill Nardal, and the bit which broke the internet. As we see John Sim turn his head. If only they'd left that off and the spoiler wouldn't have leaked out when it did. I think that would have helped. The cynic in me thinks the BBC did that to help ramp up anticipation ahead of the new series. But as episode one comes to a close, 
in what I thought was a brilliant opener to the series. I have to say, I I don't think Peter Capaldi has had a bad opener to the series. You look at Deep Breath, which blew me away. I just was so I became amazed by his doctor. Everything we've had since just been so good, obviously. So different when we started off the last series with The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar. It was, it was so different, but it was so good. And I have to say, I cannot wait to see what more is to come in this final series of Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. What to come next week. Very exciting, and I can't wait to get into the real meat of the series where we get those returning villains. Which I'm so looking forward to. And so that has been my commentary of Doctor Who Series 10, Episode 1, The Pilot. I will be following this up with a uh, shorter review of the story as a whole but I hope you have enjoyed this you can find me on twitter at tales underscore tardis on email at tales from the tardis podcast at gmail.com and obviously this episode is posted up on youtube so please leave a like comment and subscribe and my review will be up soon until then Thanks for listening. I've been Scott Summers and this has been Tales from the TARDIS podcast.